Welcome, San Diego First Church, to our weekly podcast. This is our first impressions of the lectionary passage that is going to be preached this coming Sunday, February 5th. Uh, We are hanging out with Pastor D. Pastor, good to see you. Nice to hang out. (laughs) We are looking at the passage that you'll be preaching from this Sunday that is coming from 1 Corinthians. We're starting kind of a new chapter, a new a new section of scripture that's being preached from. Tell us about kind of the move from prophets, Old Testament prophets, Isaiah and Micah, to now this letter, this first letter to the Corinthians. Yeah, it's wonderful, as we've said, as we've jumped into this lectionary um, series where we're reading together, studying together, dialoguing together, um, that... The lectionary gives us four different readings every week, and two of them typically come from the Old Testament, and um, two of them typically come from the New Testament, one of them always being a gospel reading. Um, and, And so it's enjoyable to be able to spend some time in one section of Scripture and then shift to another area. And yet I hope we have together been seeing how often these Scriptures have themes that run through them that run throughout all of Scripture, and we get to see how they get highlighted um, in a very thought-provoking and um, thought-filled way. And so now we're making a shift into Corinthians. Um, We've missed a little bit of the introduction to Corinthians because the lectionary had us in this, even though it wasn't the text we were using on a Sunday morning. Um, The readings have included it for a couple of weeks. So we missed a little bit of the intro piece that we might have gotten, and we're jumping right in in uh, the second chapter of 1 Corinthians. Yeah, there's a lot of background to the Corinthian church. Paul spends a lot of time there as uh, he's planted this church, and um, other teachers have come through um, this church, and it faces a lot of division, a lot of arguments, and uh, through these next 16 chapters, I don't know, think we're going to spend the entire length of the, the letter, but in the first, in, <coughs> excuse me, in First Corinthians, there there's addressed several topics of that are controversial to the church, um, and this is kind of his introduction, right, to uh, the next ways that he's going to address these different controversies over teachers, over how we relate as as humans, uh, what we eat, how we worship, all these things kind of get brought up. Uh, but here in 1 Corinthians 2, uh, I'm going to read it for us just so that we kind of uh, have it before us. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting in verse 1, and we're going to verse 12. When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come proclaiming the mystery of God to you in lofty words or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my proclamation were not with plausible words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the spirit and of power, so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. Yet, among the mature, we do speak of wisdom, though it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age, who are doomed to perish. But we speak God's wisdom, secret and hidden, which God decreed before the ages for our glory, 
None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But, as it is written, What no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor the human heart conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For what human being knows what is truly human, except the human spirit that is within? So also, no one comprehends what is truly God's, except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit that is from God, so that we may understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. Here are the words of Paul out of 1 Corinthians. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. D, what are your first impressions of this passage? Oh, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, a lot comes through, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that um, is both the joy and the um, labor of Paul's writings. Yeah. Is that they are so thick. Yeah. Yeah. it's fun to explore, but there are times where, oh my goodness, his layers upon layers of arguments um, wears me down a little bit at times. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I get that. Um, so I'll give you a few things that just jump out to me uh, right away. The first is you already mentioned that he jumps into a whole bunch of topics in the first chapter. Mm, yeah. Um, and a lot of those are just like, they feel kind of like social issues of today or yeah. um, social church issues of today. Yeah. And we read some of them and might go, really? That That's an issue? Mm-hmm. And then there are others who will go, oh, yeah, that's still oh, an issue. issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not as concerned with, like, meat being sacrificed to idols. Right. But sex and marriage, still issues yep. here in our culture. Yep. And we still do a lot of name dropping of books we're reading <laughs> yes. and people we like to follow. Yes. Well, my teacher was yeah. 100%. Have you read? Yes. Actually, I don't even know who that is. Who? So, <laughs> yeah. So some of these things feel very relevant. Yeah. Um, what's, what jumps out to me with chapter two is... It's as if Paul says, okay, here are all of these issues, but for a moment, let's talk about some of those things that are behind the issues. Yeah. I, I love the notion um, in either, um, in, in healthcare professions of a, a variety of kinds, um, there is often a discussion about the presenting problem versus the underlying problem. So mm, somebody comes in with mm-hmm. a presenting problem. You need to address the presenting problem, even if you know yeah. that usually that's symptomatic of something else that's, whether it's psychological or biological or whatever yeah. the case might be. And so it feels like chapter one was the presenting problem. Yeah, yeah. And Paul's coming in in chapter two and just kind of um, prepping the patient that we may have some other things going on here yeah. other than. Whose books are you reading? <laughs> yeah. We're going to address the social issues of our time, but know that there's a deeper thing here. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of the first thing that jumps out at me. Yeah. And it's kind of fun to think, oh, maybe some of the ripple effect of the underlying problem, maybe it resolves itself if I look at some of those mm-hmm. things. So yeah. that's one of the issues. I, I also... Um, in verse 7, it talks about um, 
things destined uh, before time began is mm. what one translation says. And we'll actually maybe explore this a little bit more. Um, in First Peter, it talks about the lamb being chosen before creation oh, began. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it feels like there's some similarities here that God's redemptive plan um, is not like a backup plan for something that went wrong. Yeah, It's as if God's been all about this redeeming relationship from the very beginning mm-hmm. is, is Paul's perspective here. Yeah. And I, I love the idea that God's not trying to fix something that God didn't think of at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he's now like, oh, shoot. Like, yeah. What did this? What happened? Yeah. Like, I said Jesus. Yeah. Kind yeah. of bumps his head and goes, ah, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah. 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 But instead, that that our best has been in God's heart from, mm. the, from before creation even happened. Yeah. It, and that idea that Christ comes... Uh, intersects time. The divine overlaps with the human, the timely. But that if God is truly outside of time, God had Christ's indwelling with humans at the ver- at the forefront at cre- at creation. Yeah. Um, and so I, I I take a to your point. I take a lot of comfort in that 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 this was not Plan B. Mm-hmm. And that Christ, the second word, or the second person of the Trinity, the word, ha- has always been incarnated in some ways. Um, then, wow. And that, that wisdom has, has been the kind of the undertone or the, the, the background melody of all of time. Yeah. I love, yeah, that thought that you just said about the incarnation having always been in some ways mm-hmm. i think that's powerful yeah. i do have a um another piece that um i i am looking forward this week to chewing on a little bit and that is what is this mysterious wisdom hmm. that is greater than all the wisdom that the corinthians are debating you know with all of their philosophical positioning yeah. and trying to come up with the, the secret mystery of life mm. and Paul is is saying yeah I'll, I'll tell you what the secret is it just blurts it it's <laughs> yeah. Christ in you it, yeah. that's the wisdom yeah and and even goes so far as to say and I think I this is another area that I want to just kind of sit with for a while is that the spirit knows the thoughts of the Father. Mm-hmm. And if the Spirit is within us, we always think about the um, concerns or th- reflections we might have on God knowing our thoughts. Yeah, This is actually completely turning the tables yeah. and proposing that we might know the thoughts of God. Yeah, yeah. That is... Um, that's otherworldly in some ways yeah. to me. Pretty fascinating to explore. Yeah, that the the making space. I mean, it's very trinitarian, right? This section. 
even though we don't often maybe name that it's in, great point. in our scripture, is that you have the Father and the Son and the Spirit all in this combination of the Son's wisdom, the Spirit in us, and all of those kind of connected to God the Father, uh, the, the Creator. And that that those in combination, those plumbing the depths of each, that making space, then we are invited into that space making, right? I, I think that is a, a thing that I, I don't, I'm often surprised by is probably a better way to say it, that like the spirit that has plumbed the depths of the mystery of God exists within us, that dwells with us, and that we are invited into that life is incredibly humbling and mysterious all at the same time. And how masterful that is then to say, is Christ divided? Which mm. is Paul's question. Yeah. Because that's kind of where this whole argument is going. So the little things that you are getting all bent out of shape on, mm -hmm. is that really what the fellowship looks like yeah, uh, yeah. in the spirit? Yeah. Um, and I don't think he's minimizing or saying this isn't something that we need to talk about, but let's address what the arc of God's love and reconciliation is yeah, and then put it in that context. Yeah. It's like, um, our, uh, or is he asking the question, like, it seems at times you're majoring in the minors. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and let me help outline the wisdom that is the essential, right? Cause he's, he's going to say there are some essential things here. Fast forward to chapter 16 in first Corinthians. And it's like, you can't really do without the resurrection of Christ and the resurrection of the dead. Like this is an essential part of following Christ because that is the hope. Right. And that's what, if, if that's not true, this is all foolishness this is what he says. But there are times where he also goes like, yeah, this is something that is to be like, this is a minor issue and you've missed the point if this is where you're going um, when he talks of love in chapter 13 right that the gift yeah. of the spirit is love and to your point about the major being the essential being that reconciliation of love in the world um, and, and let me jump in and say yeah. it's actually okay to know the end of the story of yeah chapter 16 yeah yes yes, yes. <laughs> we're gonna get there spoiler alert <laughs> it's already there you can binge it if you'd like <laughs> we'll get there we haven't already uh, but yeah, I'm looking, really looking forward to seeing uh, how the Spirit works through this passage in you on Sunday and how uh, it continues to guide us. Thanks, Matt. Great good to, to be with you. Good to be with you as always.